We are continuing to follow the Apostle Paul and Barnabas on their missionary journey. This is their first one. As these opportunities open for them, they also meet opposition. So let's journey today into chapter 14 and see what opposition they face. Are you ready? Let's go. Okay, so we're going to continue our OMO series, which is Opportunity Meets Opposition. And we have been following Barnabas and Paul on their first missionary journey. And we have covered through chapter 13 what happened with them when they were in Cyprus and Antioch. And now from our last lesson, we learned that They had gotten expelled from Antioch, from that region they were teaching uh, due to the persecution that they received from uh, the Jews. Remember, the Jews had incited or stirred up the God-fearing women, the Bible says of high standing, so they were important, and the leading men of the city. And so this was probably a violent persecution that Paul and Barnabas suffered, and they shook the dust off their feet in protest against them. And then they went to the next city. We talked about, you know, shaking the dust off your feet. And if you're not welcomed or received, you know, you can't force this upon people. You can only tell it to them. And if they don't want it, if they reject it, then just, hey, shake the dust off your feet as an indication of warning and then go on to the next place. Don't let that deter you from continuing the message or mission that God has given you. So they go to the city of Iconium. And what we're going to do is pick up in chapter 14 and see what occurred there. So the city of Iconium was approximately 50 miles away from Antioch. And so Paul and Barnabas, they went to the Jewish synagogue. You know, that's what they did. It was their custom. This was not strange. And so it was something they did. So they went as usual. And there in the synagogue, they spoke apparently, and they must have spoken effectively because that's what the word says in verse one of chapter 14. They spoke so well, meaning that the word of God did its work in the hearts of those that were present, at least uh, a great number of them, because the Bible says that a great number of the Jews and Gentiles believed. Okay. See, I mean, this is all we can do. We can only speak the word, tell people the truth, and then let the word do what it does, because the word will work if you work the word. Now that's God's word because God's word will not return to him void. He said it's going to accomplish wherever he sends it and is going to prosper there. Now our words, oh, they don't have the power that God's word has. And then, you know, you got to be prepared because not everyone, not everybody is going to receive this word. This is something that we've talked about and it keeps coming up over and 
over again. It's so that you can be prepared and not discouraged when men won't hear you. All right. Well, at Iconium, even though a great number of Jews and Gentiles believed, the Bible tells us, but in chapter two, I mean, in verse number two, but the Jews who refi- who refused to believe stirred up the Gentiles and poisoned their minds against the brothers. Here we go again opposition. This opportunity to preach the gospel. And it seems that the gospel message was being received. Like that's a joy. It's a joy when someone accepts the word of God and you can you can see their excitement or their belief occurring. You can see the change that's happening right before your eyes, you know, in their heart and in their minds. But then somebody, here they are, they're not pleased by the change. And so they begin to stir up division uh, and cause confusion. Um, with with the Gentiles or others who are around, depending on your environment, depending on where this opportunity comes uh, for for you, rather. So here here they are. This is verse number two, and the the word of God has been spoken. But there are some who refuse to believe. They refused to believe. So what they did was they stirred up the Gentiles. I don't know how they stirred them up, honestly. Um, I, I don't know what this entailed, but they did. And they poisoned their minds against their brothers. Y'all poisoned the minds. How, how would you handle this type of opposition? You know, I mean, to poison something is to... Um, how, how, do, how do we want to say this? When you poison something, you essentially want to kill it, right? So whatever seed had been planted in the hearts of these people, even in the mind, even in the consideration of what Paul and Barnabas had taught, now these insiders, you know, here they are trying to kill what was planted. Let's see what it says. It says, but the Jews who refused to believe stirred up the Gentiles and poisoned their minds against the brothers. They poisoned their minds and they either, you know, spoke against Paul and Barnabas, you know, that's what people do. They want to tear you down. They want to tear down your character. They want to expose um, maybe some not so glorious moments in your past. Bring up your history, things that you have left behind because you are a new creature in Christ to try to discredit the message that you are bringing. And y'all know how we look to people and we look to people and you know, we make decisions about whether we're going to believe what they say. Uh, but, you know, people, especially if they have accepted Christ and they are choosing to lead a new life, we can't let all that old stuff in 
influence what they are saying now. So that's what these people did. It's, it's in my mind that they did. So Paul and Barnabas, this is verse number three, spent considerable time there. Oh, wow. Look at this. Even though there was this stirring of the people of the Gentiles against them, there was the attempt to poison the minds of the people against the brethren. Look how Paul and Barnabas handled this opposition. They did not tuck their heads between their uh, legs and run. No, the Bible says that they spent considerable time there speaking boldly. They spoke boldly. And the Bible says, for the Lord who confirmed the message of his grace by enabling them to do miraculous signs and wonders. Listen, y'all, if you stand for God, oh, God will show people who you are. And what he did was because Paul and Barnabas anchored themselves there because they saw the work that had begun in the hearts of those people. And they saw that now this opposition that was 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 uh, facing them where these people tried to turn those who were receiving away from Paul and Barnabas, they didn't move because they recognized this, right? And so they stayed there and spent more time speaking boldly for the Lord. They spoke uh, about the Lord. They spoke um, about God's goodness, his grace, his mercy, his love, his peace, his joy. They kept reinforcing the message so that the believers would not turn away or that they would not listen only to the opposers, right? So then the Lord confirmed the message by enabling them to do miraculous signs and wonders. See, God showed um, the people who Paul and Barnabas were, right? Um, Isaiah 51 and 7, it says, do not Fear the reproach that is the disapproval of others and do not be dismayed. Don't be unsettled, surprised, troubled. Don't be bothered, upset, or frightened when they revile you, meaning when they criticize you, attack you, censor you, when they bad mouth you. And this is probably what Paul and Barnabas had in their mind when this opposition arose. These new believers needed Paul and Barnabas to stay rooted and to continue to speak so that their faith could be deep, deepened, y'all. Difficulties may come, but we do not have to give up. You, you know, um, who is that? King Solomon? He talks about a time and a place in Ecclesiastes. We have to be able to recognize the time and the place to leave or to stay, you know, and, and we've got to also give that uh, leeway or that guidance to the Holy Spirit. He's the one that will help us. So these men, these men, Paul and Barnabas were examples to the new believers. They set a good example. They showed that this faith is worth standing up for. 
you know, people gonna run their miles. They talk a mile a minute. People gonna say all kinds of things. I have things I have told you already that people are fickle. People are fickle. They change in a moment. They can be with you one moment and against you the next. Loving you one minute and then loathing you the next. That is how we are. So Paul and Barnabas didn't mind their their banter. They, They didn't even mind them vocalizing whatever it was they were saying about them. They were more focused and concerned about these new believers. So they stood strong and they continued in the work. They did not run away just because someone opposed them. Not in this case. No, not in this case. So because of their resilience to stand through, you know, this is just talk, right? And, but through their resilience and their boldness, God confirmed the message that Paul and Barnabas was teaching. And how did he confirm it? The Bible tells us by enabling them to do miraculous signs and wonders. Now, I don't know what the miraculous signs and wonders were, but evidently they were evident, right? They were evident because the Bible says that God confirmed this message. Now, you don't have to prove to people who you are. Do I need to say that again to you? You don't have to prove to people who you are. In this passage so far, we do not see Paul and Barnabas, at least it's not recorded, arguing with the accusers or with the opposers or with the, what do you call those people? The insiders. No, we don't see them having dialogue with them. They, he, they kept rather their focus on the new converts. They uh, kept their focus on those who would enter the kingdom of God and not those who didn't want to be a part of it. So look, you don't have to try to prove to people who you are. All you got to do is just live this righteous life. Continue to live um, how the Holy Spirit is leading and guiding you to live, you know, because this word, we're being transformed by the renewing of our minds. And so how how is our minds being re- renewed? They are being renewed by the word of God. Because once we get the word in, it begins to change our behaviors and our thoughts. So God will show people who you are. I said that already. So I'm going to say this again to you. You don't have to try to prove it. God will show people who you are. You don't have to try to validate your giftings. Uh-uh. God will validate it when you stand firm in the faith, okay? Don't give up. Don't try to please the people. Please God say what he says. So despite this opposition, they stood firm in their faith. Y'all, there's a passage in Isaiah chapter 7, verse uh, 9b that, I, hey, when I came across this particular verse, I, I almost screamed, okay? It says, if you do not stand firm in your faith, you will not stand at all. And so we've got to practice standing firm in our faith because we don't want to be knocked down. We don't want to be knocked down to the point where we can't get up. You know, I thank God that if we do fall, we can get back up again, right? But we got to learn how to stand firm in our faith. So 
So there is now division because here these insiders are speaking against Paul and Barnabas. Now, they, they, the Bible says, hey, that's a good point. The Bible says they tried to poison their minds against the brothers. It, you know, you can't come up against God and succeed. You can't come against the word of God and succeed. God's word has been standing since eternity, y'all. So you, you, you can't overturn that. I don't care how it looks right now. It may appear that God's word is outdated, antiquated, and no longer valid, but baby, God's word is assured. God's word is firm. God's word is active and it is living. So they were trying to poison the minds, remember? So the people are divided in this city of Iconium. The, the verse says in, in number four, verse number four, the people of the city were divided get this some sided with the jews some people just not gonna believe some people just not gonna have their eyes open some people not gonna have their hearts open to receive something that is different from what they already know okay so that's too broad denise let's say it some people are not going to receive the gospel message period okay there i said it and so then others were with the apostles. So there was a division and this division was throughout the city. It could have been in families. It could have been in the synagogue. Cause remember that's where they were going to teach. So there was division. Okay. So because of this division, some again were with Paul and Barnabas. Um, there was now a plot afoot. This is verse number five among the Gentiles and Jews together with their leaders to mistreat and to stone them. They wanted to stone Paul and Barnabas here again. Y'all look at this. People will get together. People who normally would not come together, but people will join together for a common cause, right? People who don't even like one another, but they can get together and do some evil. Now, I didn't say good. I said evil. So this elevation, this is an elevation, if you will, in opposition. Now they want to kill Paul and Barnabas. They were trying first to just get the people to turn away from them and, and thinking that Paul and Barnabas would just give up, but that didn't work. So now they get this plot because, you know, Paul and Barnabas stood firm in the faith. Now they're planning in their minds that they are going to mistreat them and stone them. Okay. Y'all got to be careful because opposition sometimes will amp up, you know, it will elevate because people don't, don't like, or the enemy does not like the message that we are carrying. All right. So now they've moved to to violence. And so the enemy still uses this tactic today, y'all. So be watchful and be alert. Let's look at verse number six. But they found out about it and fled to Lyconian cities of Lystra and Derby. Okay. I hope I'm pronouncing those correctly. I believe I am. And if I'm not, y'all take it in love and to the surrounding country where they continue to preach the good news. Look, they found out about it. 
Okay? And then they left. The people had a plot, y'all. I done told you. you do you do you like my, my y'all? I guess I got to stop saying that so much. But the people had a plot and they couldn't carry it out as they had planned because Paul and Barnabas found out. We don't know how they found out. We are not told in the passage how they are found out. But look. The Bible tells us in Proverbs 21 and 30 that there is no wisdom, no insight, no plan that can succeed against the Lord. If God be for you, y'all, who can be against you? You know, there may be plans all the time to harm us and hurt us, but God has blocked it. You know, he he has, um, what is it, subverted? Is that a word? Is that a word, y'all? Let me, let me see. Because, I, you know, I believe that is. It's the one that's in my mind right now. He has subverted the plan of the enemy. What does it say? Undermine the power and authority of. Let me let me think about suburb. To, is to overturn and overthrow from the foundation to ruin. Okay, so I'll use it. It might be a stretch. God has ruined the plot and the plan of the enemy. And in this case, we see this with Paul and Barnabas. Their plan was not successful. The work that God had assigned for them, you know, it was ordained by God and he was definitely going to protect them. So you got to remember that if God has given you an assignment, God has given you a work, he is going to protect you. So their opportunity now uh, to teach in Iconium was met with opposition. Their teaching resulted in a great number of people believing. Listen, y'all, opposition wanted to discourage them by stirring up dissension, by stirring up discord, by stirring up disagreement, and then poisoning the minds, meaning injuring them to the point of death, ending the life of the message that was planted. But let the, uh, the apostles Paul and Barnabas were unbothered by their talk. They continued strengthening the new believers. I want you to take this as um, your instruction as well. They faced this opposition for a long time because the Bible says it was considerable that they spoke boldly. Isn't that what it says? It says in verse number three, they spent considerable time there. They stayed there facing this opposition, speaking boldly. Then God again confirmed the message. All right. Division, it it will arise. It will arise about God's message. We might as well be prepared. That is our opposition too. Some will go with you and some will not. Some people won't be able to deny the message, especially after they see uh, the miraculous works and signs that have occurred. But then some can look at those same signs and messages that have been spoken and not change. They just refuse to believe. They refuse to change their minds because of stubborn and hardened hearts. So 
what we must recognize when we are facing opposition of this kind, where we're having good success, that something or someone may rise to poison people about you or try to incite people against you, but you must be stand firm in your faith and continue the message. Okay. These people um, were being forced out. That is Paul and Barnabas were being forced out of the city. You might be, you know, forced out of a group that you used to hang with. Uh, people may not invite you to their lunches anymore. Um, it, you know, there, there may be a myriad of reasons or ways people can disassociate or disavow whatever it is that you are teaching or what you are bringing, but don't let that deter you. People will come against you. They're going to come against you, but ultimately they're coming against God's word. Be like Paul and be like Barnabas. Go to the next group of people. God has people waiting to hear this word. We are to preach this gospel message, teach it throughout the world. Somebody will hear, you know, somebody's going to hear. And then it's going to settle in their heart, right? This is too great for us to let go. We must continue despite opposition. So look, those, let's, 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 let's say this one thing about Paul and Barnabas, and then we will end um, this, this broadcast. They were faithful and they were diligent to the, to the assignment. You know, those who um, are that God is a, a rewarder of those. Okay. And he rewarded Paul and Barnabas. He protected them as they went about this first missionary journey. So, Father, as we continue uh, to have opportunity to share your gospel message with the masses, we recognize that we may face opposition. But even when the opposition comes, help us to keep our focus on the mission, on the hearts and minds of those, Lord, who have accepted the word. Help us continue to strengthen those brothers so that they won't lose heart or lose faith, that their faith may deepen, Lord, and that they will grow in their faith as they see us also stand in faith. So we bless you, Lord, that you protect us. And whatever the plot and plan of the enemy is, oh, you will make it known or you will protect us so that he cannot harm us. So we give you the blessings. We give you the glory. We give you the praise and the honor. And we thank you, Father. Amen. Okay, that's our daily dose for today. I want you to remember this. A daily dose of God's word. It's good for the soul. Be blessed.